I've spent probably 30 years working in the tech industry or working with clients who work in the tech industry. And I have definitely seen one of Silicon Valley's dirty little secrets, and that's ageism. In today's episode, I want to talk about the reality of ageism, how you can transform your age into a business asset. I'm Larry Cornette, and this is Invincible Solopreneurs. So this is issue number 37, Transform Your Age into an Asset. If you go to newsletter.invinciblesolopreneurs.com, you can read this article and more. I have a ton of stuff up there if you'd like to subscribe. If you uh, are only a podcast listener and haven't been receiving the newsletter, go check it out. So if you've been following me for a while, you know I'm kind of crazy about entrepreneurship and solopreneurship because working for yourself has many incredible benefits. I love the freedom. I love the flexibility of working when I want and with whom I want and on the projects that I want. I love having control over my calendar. I mean, that's one of the best perks of solopreneurship. But there is another beautiful side effect of being a solopreneur. I discovered it a few years ago after leaving the corporate world in Silicon Valley back in 2010. Yeah, it's been a while now. Over 13 years. Wow. Um, so I left and started working for myself. And this was what I discovered. I'm finally allowed to grow older and to have gray hair. Yes, I have gray hair and a gray beard. Have you seen my photo? <laughs> I'm in my 50s. Um, but now there's no more worrying about looking too old for the job. No more trouble of being the victim of ageism or age discrimination or dyeing my hair or my beard to get through an interview. And sadly, I did for several years toward the end of my corporate career. I mean, I didn't go wild with it. I didn't try to have jet black hair and look like I was 20 years old. You know, I still had some gray in it. But I knew people judged my ability to be energetic, to be innovative and creative by my appearance. And I definitely noticed that I was treated differently as my hair turned grayer. And this is especially true in tech. This is probably even more so in design, which, you know, I worked in design and product management. Not very forgiving of growing older. And I always told myself I'd stop doing it and that it was okay to age naturally, right? I mean, it should be. However, inevitably, I noticed the reactions. And I received these little passive-aggressive comments like, oh, letting your hair go, huh? Or, oh, huh, have you always been this gray? I mean, that's rude, but people would do it. So, you know, back to dying I went. 
until I finally broke free from the corporate rat race and launched my independent business. I mean, to hell with changing your appearance for employers. Many of my friends still do it. Some admit it. Some deny it. But I'm happy to leave it all behind. It is incredibly freeing. My older career coaching clients, you know, once they get over 40, are experiencing ageism in the industry. I work with a lot of people in tech. One day they kind of notice, hey, I'm no longer receiving promotions like I used to. Or why is it taking so much longer to land a new job now? I used to get a new job in weeks. Now it's taking months, several months. And one friend, it took two years. Well, it's not your imagination. I was talking with a friend about this. And that friend recently told me that their boss came out and said they don't hire anyone over 40. Yeah, that's illegal. But there's probably no paper trail of this. <laughs> Some employers and leaders deny it. I still have people in my network when I talk about this like, oh no, that doesn't happen. But it's like, come on. There are way too many documented incidents for this to be our imagination. And I'd linked some of the, re- the uh, articles that talked about this, some of these lawsuits. If you go to newsletter.invinciblesolopreneurs.com, you can see those. And one was about IBM laying off older workers. And there was a age discrimination lawsuit that the ex-employees won because it was clear they had targeted older employees. And if you look at a company like Google, there was a lawsuit there as well. The average age, the median age, for their workforce is 29. 29 years old. Whereas the median age for computer programmers in the entire industry, if you look at the U.S., for example, is 42.8. I mean, come on. And then I also shared something about Verizon creating a voluntary separation program that was probably an attempt to lay off older workers. I saw it happen recently. I've had a couple of friends look at filing lawsuits, talk with a lawyer, and they just said it's really hard to prove. It is really hard to prove. Companies cover themselves. <laughs> they have a paper trail. Uh, personally, I know it happens. I've literally seen it happen. (laughs) I used to be on the hiring side of the table. Obviously, I was a manager and a leader with teams. And interviewers would come back after interviewing a candidate, especially if one was a little bit older, and they'd make these ageist comments. Why we couldn't hire that older candidate? They'd say, um, I think they're a little too old to be innovative. And other ones would be a little more careful and they'd say, uh, when did they graduate from college? And with the blatant comments, I told the interviewers, I said, what you just said is illegal. You cannot judge a candidate by their age. But it happens. I've literally seen it happen. 
a good friend of mine would occasionally be back in the job market and navigating all those interviews you have to do. And mind you, this person is so incredibly talented. (laughs) I worked side by side with them for years. And I've seen all their patents. I've seen all the work they've done. Potential employers rejected them repeatedly until they remembered, oh, right. It's time to dye my hair again. One dye job later and voila, suddenly they they received a job offer. Luckily, this person took care of themselves and they looked pretty youthful. Their face did. So it's just the hair. (laughs) And they got a job offer. I mean, how ridiculous is that? I experienced this discrimination when we raised a seed round for our startup. You know, I had a startup many years ago. And a partner at one firm said, we were too old to have the energy for that startup life again. You know, are you sure you want to do this? And a partner at a different firm was even more blatant. They walked into the meeting room, stopped in the doorway, looked at the three of us in the room and said, there sure is a lot of gray hair in this room. What in the hell? I mean, who does that? And no, I didn't punch him in his smarmy little face. I wanted to, but I didn't. I had actually a pretty snappy comeback that I'm rather proud of, but uh, yeah. That was, that was not a stellar moment for Silicon Valley or for the venture capital industry. I will admit it took me quite a few years of running my solopreneur business before I realized I could stop being fake with my appearance. Old habits are hard to break, I guess. I kept thinking it would hurt my chances, my chances of success with my business I kind of got into that mindset after working 20 years in Silicon Valley. I was like, I know looking older hurts me in the tech industry. And so I kept thinking that. But slowly but surely, I noticed my clients valued me precisely because I was older. Because I had been there and done that. They didn't expect me to be some bright-eyed and bushy-tailed youngster with sparkling stars in my eyes. They wanted my battle scars. They wanted to hear my war stories. They wanted the wisdom from years of being knocked down and getting back up in the corporate world. My message is about learning from my mistakes so you can avoid them with your business and your career. Basically, use my pain for your gain. Sidestep those landmines. Reach your goals more quickly with less stress than I experienced. That's the whole idea. So it's good that I've been down that road. Solopreneurship is so damn amazing because I get to be me. I don't have to pretend to be someone else. I don't have to look younger to coach people who need my help and advice. What a relief. I wish the corporate world would change overnight. I mean, this is not fair. It is illegal. We all wish it would change, but it won't. It's going to take a while. And sadly, that means you will most likely reach a point in your career, depending on what you do for a living, 
When you feel the unforgiving hand of ageism starting to hold you back too. And that may be the day that you bid a fond farewell to all of those broken corporate cultures and strike out on your own. Do you know why? Because you are so damn good at what you do precisely because of your age, your accumulated knowledge, and your decades of experience. You have deep wisdom, and your advice is really so valuable. You can set yourself up as an advisor or a consultant, so everything you offer can be provided to clients who will value you. And let me tell you, that feeling of being appreciated for who you genuinely are is oh so sweet. You're gonna love it. You really are. Oh, and you can throw away those bottles of hair dye. You won't need them anymore. So I'm going to talk about ways to turn your age into an asset. There are many ways you can transform what you've learned and accomplished over your lifetime into valuable assets for your business. I mean, here are some examples of folks who achieve success, often by reinventing themselves, starting an entirely new career, a second act, at a later age. Raymond Chandler was 51 when his first book was published. Ray Kroc was 52 when he started McDonald's. You may have heard of it. J.K. Rowling was 32 when Harry Potter was published. She had had a previous career (laughs) that she hated. Colonel Harlan David Sanders was 65 when he started Kentucky Fried Chicken. 65. Julia Child, who I loved, grew up watching her, was 49 years old when her first cookbook was published. And Bob Ross, who doesn't love Bob Ross, spent 20 years with the U.S. Air Force, and he only started that famous painting show on PBS when he was 41 years old. Can you imagine (laughs) what the world would be like without people like this? Having success at a later age, we're not done. We are not done with our careers and done working and done providing value to the world when we're 40, 50, 60, hell, forever. Smart, talented people can contribute so much to this society for the rest of their lives. We need to learn to value that. So, let's talk about your knowledge. If you're one of those people constantly learning and growing, and I hope you are, you've acquired a fantastic amount of valuable knowledge. Every year, you know more that can help other people and be applied to solve their problems. And expertise does matter. It continues to develop throughout your life and career. You're not done at 30. For example, they did a study of radiologists, and I link this in the newsletter. Go to newsletter.invinciblesolopreneurs.com. This study of radiologists found that their interpretations of screening mammograms mammograms, improve during their first few years of practice and continue to improve throughout much of their careers. Now, 
Can younger people also have valuable knowledge? Of course, they can. I work with so many younger people, and my children teach me new things every day. I'm not saying they don't have valuable knowledge. That's not what I'm saying. But if you're a little bit older, you've had more years to accumulate even vaster amounts of knowledge. Unless you've been resting on your laurels and stagnating, and you should never let that happen. Always be learning, always be exploring, always be gaining new skills, and your mind will stay active too. Rest and rust, right? So there's your experience. No one has precisely the same life and work experiences you have had. Everything you have experienced impacts who you are and how you think. You can bring that really unique perspective to bear on any problem that needs to be solved for your customers or your clients. And one way to maximize your experience is to get out of your comfort zone, try new things. Throughout your career, and I know I'm listening, I know that some of you listening are not all older employees <laughs> or entrepreneurs. So I know some of you, because I work with some of you that I have talked with me, I know some of you in your 20s and 30s. So this is for you too. Step up into bigger roles, take on more responsibility. You will be glad that you did. Do things that scare you a little or a lot. Growth happens when you stretch yourself to do more and to become more. Your unique experiences enable a diversity of thinking that no one else can replicate because they have not lived your life. They have not walked an identical career path. And I linked to a story about my career path, which is kind of crazy. I don't know if you have heard it. But yeah, I used to be a security guard, a police dispatcher. I used to uh, be a trophy plaque engraver. I worked at Kmart. I worked at a Mexican restaurant. You know, I, I wasn't always in tech. I didn't go straight from college to tech. So uh, yeah, no one else can really copy that because it's bizarre. But you can embrace it. Embrace it. Recognize how your experiences contribute to your unique value and leverage it to your advantage. I've done that. You know, clients love it when you have a deep well of stories that can help them navigate their problems. You know, I work with a young man all the time who is a career changer. He's a career switcher and um, talented designer. He's also starting to coach people with their careers. And I'm a career changer. And I think that's why we resonate. My stories resonated with him because I was not always a designer in tech. I was not always a product manager or a product leader. And then there's your wisdom. Let's talk about wisdom. God, I love wisdom. I mean, knowledge alone does not solve problems, right? Wisdom helps you understand how and when to apply your knowledge. If knowledge is information, wisdom is knowing when to apply that information to solve a problem and how to look across all of that knowledge to create a meta-level solution rather than just some micro-application of some tiny piece of information in isolation. Wise people don't think that way. They see the big picture. 
So you may have heard some variation of the anecdote I'm going to share in a little bit that illustrates the power of wisdom. This can be applied to your own consulting business, by the way. You should be charging for your wisdom, not just the work completed. So here's the story. A town's electricity generator failed and various engineers were unable to fix it. So an elderly professor was summoned. He examined the generator carefully, then tapped it lightly once with a hammer. And power was instantly restored. He submitted his bill to the city for $1,000.02. And he itemized it. And it said, tapping, two cents. Knowing where to tap, $1,000. I've worked with uh, plumbers and electricians who are just like this. (laughs) Where they're like, yeah, I got it done quickly. Because I know exactly what to do. Whereas the other guy wasted three hours and didn't fix anything. Older folks do gain more wisdom. I mean, yeah, I know. I know that we suffer some types of decline. That's true. You know, the quickness of adapting to something is a little slower. But that wisdom continues to accumulate, which is great. Wisdom improves with age. And it improves with survival, right? If you make it through, you've learned some really valuable lessons. That's why that bold young buck steps into the crosshairs of a hunter's rifle, which doesn't end well. But the older, wiser buck, who has survived many seasons, has the wisdom to recognize and avoid hunters. That's wisdom. And then I want to talk about your network. So this is the last thing that I really want to mention. Your network's breadth, depth, and power all grow as you age and keep active. you got to stay active with it. My network is quite valuable for my years at IBM, Apple, eBay, Yahoo, and all the consulting that I did in Silicon Valley. I also traveled the world. And I spoke at events in other countries. You know, I worked in China. I've presented at a conference in Australia. I worked all over Europe. It kept me busy. And so I've built a pretty interesting global network. And I keep active with my online network. I continue to grow it. And I talk with people. I have a good friend in Costa Rica. Hello, Anna. A friend in Brazil. I have a friend who lives in Amsterdam. I have people all over the place. And I've built friendships everywhere. These networks are incredibly valuable. And it's also great to have friends. And you can tap into your network as a business owner. The more valuable your network becomes as you grow older, the better the results. You know, for example, looking for talented people to help you with a project, right? It's pretty easy when you know a lot of people and you're well-connected to find a great engineer or a great designer. I just connected One of my clients with a fantastic consultant who does research. And that's because I worked with her like 25 years ago or something like that. Long time ago, 20 years ago. Uh, Seeking investors for your business. It was definitely easier to raise money for our startup when we had multimillionaires and billionaires that we knew. Kind of cool. 
to be able to ask a billionaire for an introduction to a partner at their firm. Uh, And it works. Finding smart partners who might want to join you in a new venture. Almost all of my startup partners were old friends and colleagues. We knew each other. We trusted each other. We knew the quality of work we could do. It makes a difference. Helping introduce your clients to well-connected people. You know, I do that all the time. I use my network to introduce my clients to people when they're looking for a job, for example. Or getting an intro to someone to help close a deal. If someone's trying to make a big sale into a corporation and they don't have a way in, they don't have a warm introduction, well, they can work their network. It's going to help you too. It is really going to help you. As you are building your solopreneur business, you are going to need people who can help you with various things. You're going to want to hire people as consultants or contractors or to provide services. You're going to want help when you're trying to close deals and make sales. Your network is going to become incredibly valuable. I mean, my network was so small and weak in my 20s. I mean, almost nothing. (laughs) I mean, I was lucky. I'd done some research with a a professor when I was an undergrad. And that, that was kind of my fledgling network. And that really did help me get into graduate school. He coached me. He mentored me. He reviewed the letters I was writing. He helped me get referrals. Made a huge difference. But my network didn't really grow and become more powerful until my 30s and 40s. And now in my 50s, I feel like I know someone at almost every tech company. <laughs> you know, if I walk the list of people working at the company, I usually recognize a name. Or I know someone who knows someone, right? It's hard to know somebody everywhere. But I usually know someone who knows someone. Because when you started in the industry 30 years ago at IBM and everybody kind of cross-pollinated, and then Apple, and then eBay, and then Yahoo, you have a really good network because everybody goes off and does other things and they become leaders, they become executives, they become investors, and it's, it's pretty cool. So your network will become more valuable as you grow older. So don't be afraid to lean into your advantages as you grow older. You know, when you are experiencing... The inevitable, unfortunate ageism or age discrimination as an employee, breaking free and becoming a business owner, your age is going to be an advantage. So don't let someone tell you you're too old to do something. You're too old to start a business. Give me a break. I've started so many businesses in my 40s and 50s. And that's the beauty of solopreneurship. You are in charge it's you you are the boss you run everything no one else can tell you what you can or cannot do until next time i wish you the best of luck with building the business of your dreams